Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Port. Hopefully you've been learning something over the last couple of weeks, but we are definitely about to drop some knowledge. Today, I think we've got a, an amazing topic, uh, all-encompassing, and we'll touch on everything from uh, topicals to non-invasive to minimally invasive things on ways to rejuvenate the face. Yeah, and you can actually apply it to the body too, but we'll just talk about the face today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good part is there's skin everywhere, so uh, we can use these things. I guess when we talk about aging, the idea is what are some of the most common things that you think of and that everybody thinks of? Well, the first thing everyone says is wrinkles, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. say, oh my God, look at the wrinkles around my face, my eyebrows, or they say, oh, everything is falling. Mm-hmm. Right, everything is falling. Everyone comes in and says, Saggy. "Pick it back up." the 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 movement of pushing your face up or, or <laughs> out is like the most common thing people show you, right? Yeah. Every time someone comes in post thirty five, I think someone's like, "Hey, if I can just do this and you know reach up and lift the cheek or lift the the, the jawline, it's a, it, it is the most common maneuver that people uh, perform here." And then what else do they say? They also say, "I feel like I'm." losing volume, right? They feel like they're looking gaunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because we're going to go over this now and, and, and some of the biggest studies that have been done over the years by some of the most famous plastic surgeons, some of the biggest institutions in the world have shown, take take pictures of people as they age. And these are the exactly, the, these are exact things that happen. Sure. So volume loss, mm-hmm. skin elasticity and collagen loss, which mm-hmm. makes things Fall, and then wrinkles because we create them by facial animation. Mm-hmm. And the last really important thing is pigmentation. I mean, it's that DNA damage and, uh, you know, from years of sun. You know, it's so funny how many patients have come in and they say, I never go out in the sun. I never go out in the sun. I wear a hat and I uh, wear sunscreen every single day. And they're 55. And then you ask them, okay, but did you as a kid? Yes. Did you wear sunscreen as a kid? No. Well, this is where the main, the majority of the damage is done. Because years ago, sunscreen wasn't as big a deal. Very you know? true. We used to, you know, sit out with oil all over our bodies to tan. Now I'm, you know, I burnt really bad. I'll, do, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget. There was a guy named Dick Bacon in Milwaukee that would, he was well known, super tan. 
and he would sit out and he'd have this little like aluminum foil. It almost looked like one of those uh, Japanese fans and he would open it up and it would reflect onto his skin. It could be 50 degrees, 40 degrees and he'd be out uh, in a thong uh, tanning himself <laughs> because he was soaking up as many rays as he could. I, I'll, I'll never forget that. So, um, so, so what we're trying to say is prevention is key. But <laughs> definitely. But since we've already talked about a bunch of stuff using Botox fillers or preventing it by using sunscreen, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how to treat things. Because if you haven't listened um, and you haven't pretend, prevented, like a lot of us that haven't, um, now it's our turn to help you kind of remedy these problems. Definitely. And, you know, future episodes, we can talk about regenerative medicine and the things that are on the horizon. But for now, I think we're going to focus on minimally or non-invasive uh, facial rejuvenation. And so... The idea is, you know, there's, again, kind of three major categories. We can reverse volume loss, collagen loss, and pigmentation. Um, And so really, maybe we kind of group these things under brightening the skin, all the things that we can do for that. Tightening the skin, all the things we can do for that. And then maintaining your skin. I think that's going to be one of the most important things because after we either perform treatments or, or do anything that we can to get your skin to where you want it to be, you've got to maintain. And so that's where you know, a good skincare regimen, facials and things like that are going to become uh, extremely Key important. Key guys, listen, you see, hear what he says? Just because we can make the spots go away doesn't mean you should go get more. Okay, <laughs> so, so, so the key to it is fix it, but prevent it from coming back and then maintain that glow. Mm-hmm. Maintain what you've had done just so it's this isn't something you do over and over again because it becomes costly and redundant. So if you had a patient that comes in and you immediately see these things, and let's say let's focus on one thing right off the bat. We're going to look at brightening the skin and evening out skin tone, reducing pigmentation, things like that. How do you normally start someone and then where do you end? What are what are the options? You know, we can talk about uh, the levels of, uh, you know, damage and, and what we're really capable of. You know, it, it, it's, it's like any patient. Um, first, you have to sit there and assess their goals because only because what we want to do for everyone, not everyone is out to have. Mm-hmm. But we're going to, for argument's sake, for today and for today's podcast, we're going to say best case scenario for everything. We're mm-hmm. not going to say, oh, this person doesn't want to do this or, or so forth, so on. Sure. So first and foremost, I really kind of see lifestyle. What are they doing? Are they doing anything to cause these problems? Mm-hmm. So if you're smoking cigarettes, I'll make you stop that. If you're drinking way too much, make you stop that. If you're not, if you're not sleeping enough, we'll make you stop that. Now, if that's just a part of your life, then we'll deal with it and we'll fix it. <laughs> but generally speaking, we have to do that first. Then set you up with a really good pre-skincare regimen. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that said, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of using um, retinol and, and using something like that to cause cellular turnover. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our bodies just, we're kind of like lizards, but not really, but we shed skin and we, we actually have tools of helping you shed that skin faster mm-hmm. to get you ready for some of our procedures. So, you know, just like you do for your own skincare regimen and, and your wife and, 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 and you, you kind of give this, this recipe for all the patients, what we need is a, is a good cleanser, a good toner, a good vitamin C serum. And I, I keep going on about this, but generally speaking, something with 
a retinol. So I love Triluma because what it does is there's three ingredients in it. We've talked about this in another podcast. There's a, a retinol, there's a hydroquinone or a kojic acid um, and a low-dose steroid. What this does is it really prepares your skin for something. Now, you don't need to have a procedure done after this. It'll make it look good regardless, mm-hmm. but this will prevent some of some of the possible complications of some of the procedures that we want to set you up for. Sure. So let me take you through this first. Let's say, I'm going to give you some scenarios here. Let's say, so we're talking about brightening the skin and I've got a 38-year-old Fitzpatrick II. So we're looking at classifications, the lower the number, the whiter you are, the bigger the number, the darker you are. And each one of these types of skin types, so they're from one to six, um, has they have different options on what can and cannot be done. So let's say I've got 38-year-old Fitzpatrick II. So she's not quite redhead, but blonde hair, blue eyes, tons of dyschromia or, 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 you know, discoloration of the skin. And she comes in, she, you know, post-pregnancy, she has melasma and she's saying, what are my options to get rid of this melasma and some of these dark spots? Excellent question. And now this is a very open-ended question, only because we can use multiple different modalities. And the question is, what you want to set this, the patient up for is how many treatments, how fast, and how effective. Now, there's melasmas. Where would most, you start? Where would you? Because mala- I know this is. I'm, I threw. I threw a difficult one. Yeah, to you right. You away. know, melasma is a very, very difficult thing to take care of. In my opinion, and through my um, experience, I have seen that the Cosmolan peel has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Cosmolan peel is a peel that has a bunch of different things in it. Basically, it's it's a dark peel. It's brown in color, which isn't very attractive. Um, but you put it on for the day all over your face. And then the next day, your, your, your face peels and you're a little swollen. It really leaches out the melasma. Melasma is not just regular pigment. It's a hormonally mediated pigmentation disorder that is caused not by direct sunlight. Mm-hmm. It, it is caused by hormones, pregnancy, and just heat. You can go outside and it could be hot and you could be under a, a, a umbrella and you can have melasma. So I'd start out with Cosmolin because I, I find it to be very, very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say they, you know, come to you and say, all right, you know, I'm going to make it even more difficult. I'm going to say, I don't have the downtime. I can't do the four or five days of peeling that occurs with a Cosmolan peel. What can I do on a daily basis to slowly help brighten my skin? So daily basis, I'll go right back to Triluma. Okay. And we'll, we'll Triluma... Well, and I normally like to start Triluma every other or every third day. Sometimes it's very harsh on people's skin. People overdo it. It should be a dime size amount, very small because it's very potent. And it's something we use and you will see your skin brighten right before your eyes. It is incredible. Um, And it works very well. Is there another, is it, you know, do we have any laser that we can use that, uh, you know, can help sure. with, you know, with zero downtime that can help melasma as well? So, of course, you know, the best laser, hands down, without a question, for any type of pigment, whether it's produced or you actually had someone put it in your body like a tattoo, is the Pico laser. Um, we have the Pico 4 laser by Luminous. There are other types of Pico lasers as well. It's a, it's an NDYAG type laser um, that works really well. Um, and you can turn it down so you can bring someone in a little more frequently, give them 
treatments that don't require downtime and really help get rid of melasma and other sunspots and other areas as well. What about, uh, let's say, same scenario, 38-year-old Fitzpatrick II, so very, you know, blonde, blue eyes, that has really more rosacea, but it leads to that blotchy appearance of the skin. Is there anything that we can really do? You know, a little different, but again, depending on what you're looking for. Now, again, I, I personally love, some people will use other types of erbium lasers. I love the IPL because of the fact that it has the lowest amount of downtime. It's really easy to use and the comfort level with it is incredible. Mm-hmm. So you can use IPL on sunspots as well and on va- some vascular lesions and rosacea. I wouldn't really use the IPL for melasma because mm-hmm. I don't think it's as effective. All right. Let's switch it up. Let's say 38-year-old, but now it's African-American. So this is going to be a uh, Fitzpatrick 6, 5 or 6. And uh, same thing. Comes in, they've got dyschromia, a lot of blotchiness of dark colors and things like that. Now what do you do? You know, interesting. You can use the Pico laser because the Pico laser is really, really good for for really all skin colors. You just have to know how to use the Pico. And the, the rule of thumb, if, if there's any plastic surgeons or, or any practitioners listening to this and they're curious, rule of thumb is always do a test spot, always start with the lowest energy because you can always step it up. But the problem is if you do something that's kind of going to cause problems with a much higher level, then dialing about after doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So the Pico works very nicely. I think the Cosmolin with dark skin works really nicely. And that's, I agree with you. That's the great part about those two modalities because, you know, everybody says, oh, listen, I can't have a laser. Well, the reason why the Pico 4 laser works so well is because the pulse duration is so fast. It's a picosecond. Um, that it doesn't have enough time to generate heat, which really, that's the issue. And that's what causes hyperpigmentation in a lot of people who are in the higher Fitzpatrick scale. And so, um, you know, it is an option for every single skin type. Same thing, the good part about the Cosmoland, as you mentioned, it's great for every skin type because it leaches out the abnormal pigment, not the current, you know, healthy pigment. Absolutely. And, and really all, all pigment is, is, Imagine it's like a little umbrella. So when the sun shines, the uh, cells in our body, uh, the melanocytes secrete, uh, or I should say metabolize the form of melanin, and it really serves as a protective barrier. And so when we develop that pigmentation, um, you know, in the summertime, it may look nice and golden brown. Really what it's doing is trying to protect all of the, the cells and the cellular elements. And so... As we develop pigmentation when we get older, this is damage to the DNA. So all of these procedures, again, you know, I want to preface by saying we can improve the pigmentation of the skin, but it's always going to come back because the DNA has been damaged. Now, again, we'll talk about in the future the regenerative capabilities of stem cells and things like that where, you know, we may uh, disprove that, but... Right now, current therapies are showing that, uh, listen, if you do an IPL or a laser or something like that, you'll slowly start to see those spots come back, especially if you don't uh, maintain or, or do anything to, to keep the skin where it's at. Now, is this the same way we would treat just regular sunspots? Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to you and says, look, I've got sunspots on my face and mm-hmm. I have them on my hands. How do we treat those? Yeah, listen, the good part about um, some of the lasers that we do have is that we can use what's called an NDEG. 
it's uh, either Q-switched or um, it has two different, um, you know, they have different chromophores. And so we have two different wavelengths that are used. So our particular laser has a 1064 nanometer, which is more for darker pigments, or you switch over to 532 nanometers, and that's more for reddish, uh, you know, reddish brown or reddish orange lesions. So usually these spots, um, although there is a little bit more downtime, um, it will ablate some of the darker or remove some of the darker pigmented uh, sunspots. And so we just use that 532 nanometer um, and it frosts white initially, then it'll slowly turn red. It will kind of dry up and flake off and then that pigment should be gone. Sometimes it may need more than one session, but usually uh, in a single session. And so, and sometimes so an it option. even sometimes it even works for some flat moles. Mm-hmm. Um, you come in, and you really don't like a mole on your face, and you want to have it removed. Instead of cutting and leaving a scar, sometimes using this laser works as well. Another option is, you know, I think is amazing technology. We've been using it more and more. Uh, we were sold on the cryoprobe, which is liquid nitric oxide. Um, it tends to be very comfortable because it's not as cold as liquid nitrogen. And so we use that for different raised lesions on the face or moles or dermatofibromas and cysts. Um, and it, the, it, what it does is it freezes the issue, kills some of the cells, creates an inflammatory response, and the body can slowly chews it up uh, from the inside. And so that's another option for a raised mole. In fact, I did it to my own arm just as a test, and it, it, it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's great. It's the closest thing to magic that we have, honestly. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've used it for some lesions and I'm very, very happy about it. This is Dr. John Lakey at Forever Young. Hope you're enjoying the show. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. Um, now, now, when you do do these procedures, um, obviously, it's very important that after, let's say you get treated for your melasma and we get rid of it, it's very important to obviously wear sunscreen. But there are adjunct skincare regimens that will help as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you have some favorites. What is it that you like to use after they're all healed up from doing you know, melasma treatment or any type of, of sunspot treatment to the face? Yeah, I think, listen... It, um it depends on the amount of injury that's done to the skin in order to get it there. But I always think that a vitamin C uh, serum or cream or something that has high concentrated vitamin C, you know, in our line, it's the dark spot corrector. And so um, just by using that, it's involved in collagen turnover, you know, collagen formation, and it also helps brighten the skin. It, you know, reduces tyrosinase, which is um, the enzyme responsible for creating melanin and pigmentation. And so, um, you know, I think anything that we can do to help limit the amount of pigmentation formed is always a good thing. So, you know, a, a good vitamin C serum is always great. And then obviously sunscreen over the top because you're going to be ultra sensitive, especially in the beginning. And again, remember guys, melasma is not just a disorder of pregnancy or of sitting in the sun. Mm-hmm. It can happen. It can be activated very easily by just heat. So some of it you just can't get away from and don't be frustrated. There are solutions. Mm-hmm. So we talked about brightening the skin. Now let's bring it to tightening the skin. And this is one of our favorite topics because, you know, everybody comes in and they say, oh my gosh, you have to fill my uh, laugh lines or you have to fill this ad filler. 
Um, but what everybody keeps forgetting is how important uh, the quality of the skin is. And after age 18, we lose 1% per year of collagen and elastin. And after a certain point, do the math, you're going to cause what's called dermal collapse. So I have I can't tell you how many patients come in, and I, I'm sure they do the same for you. They say, uh, six months ago, I did not look like this. And that's probably true because at some point- and You're like, what were you doing for the yeah. last six months? <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, and, and then it's true because at some point, they, you know, you've got, let's say, 25% uh, collagen loss. All of a sudden, you hit, you hit that uh, precipice and suddenly it's just downhill from there. So let me give you the other scenarios. But it's, no, me, but it's interesting what you just said. You said that- that regardless, there's there are ways to tighten the skin. Now I mm. know you do a lot of facelifts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, Doctor Lakey. When he does a facelift, he uses a laser outside the skin on on the skin for every single patient. Mm-hmm. Interesting because you can lift up everything from the inside, but if you don't resurface the outside of the skin then what's the point, right? Yeah, listen, everybody forgets the skin envelope. I think, um, you know, there's no doubt that performing the facelift and adding fat and, you know, doing these things helps improve the underlying structure. But if you don't fix the outer aspect, you know, the the covering that everybody sees, um, you've really done yourself an injustice. And so the idea is that um, at the same time, you want to give a second chance to the skin. So, you know, back to performing a laser, you know, basically microscopic uh, punches to the whole, the, the skin, almost like aerating a lawn, int- improves collagen formation and ablates or removes some of the outer dust, dusty layers of the skin. So, you know, and that's why I, I think what I'll do is this time I'm going to come up with scenarios. They're just a little bit different because for all the listeners out there, let's say you're not 38. Let's say you're 58. You're not ready for a facelift and you say, all right, uh, I've got a, let's go with a 53-year-old Fitzpatrick three right in the middle. Um, that means that, you know, you burn sometimes, uh, you tan easily. Um, and you are looking to tighten some of the skin. Let's talk about some of the options. How do you start? You look at someone, you say, all right, we've got moderate uh, sun damage. You know, they already have sunspots and things like that. So, you know, obviously that's something that you're considering, you know, they have volume loss. So you could potentially think about other things to, to help fill, but how can you tighten the skin? What's your go-to? So interesting and, and, and a great question. And over the last couple of years, there's probably, I don't know, 30 devices that are the exact same thing almost. Mm-hmm. And they all do relatively the same thing, but they're named different and they have a little kind of nuance that's different. Now, my go-to, my go-to lately for everything for, for skin tightening is Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Um, Morpheus is, is, a, is a microneedling device that we talked about in, in, in other podcasts um, that has radiofrequency heat mm-hmm. at the end of it. Now, the beauty of it is it's relatively safe for all skin types. Um, and it's, so, it, it's become such an amazing go-to cosmetic treatment that you know, we use Morpheus, but there's also something called Profound. There's something called Halo. And, and again, there's, there's multiple other companies that have made a very similar device because it's 
works and it's really, really good. Now, the only downside to this, now Morpheus is a great device. It can be done for the face and for the neck. It can be done for the arms and the body as well. And it's there to tighten skin by causing collagen production. Um, the only downside is that you have to do a couple sessions. The beautiful part about it is there's minimal downtime. Mm -hmm. So you may be red for a day or two, even if we get real aggressive, but you're back at it and you could be in public without a problem. Sure. I think, listen, it was so funny. You had mentioned it earlier, there are about 30 different uh, machines and they all kind of do the same thing. It was originally, you know, where we had monopolar technology, which mm -hmm. was one electrode and you would arc -ish, you know, areas to create heat, uh, slowly using the skin as a resistor. Then there was bipolar technology where you basically had an anode and a cathode and uh, you had energy traveling between two areas. Then you had tripolar technology. You know, it was starting to get crazy. The idea is that, you know, radio frequency is really the electrical form of heat. And we already know, we've talked about in the past, that, you know, aerating your lawn uh, is like microneedling. You're, you're creating uh, damage, but now you've added an extra element. You've denatured proteins and you are forcing collagen stimulation. So again, if we're losing 1% per year, what a better way than to try to regain a percent or two than to undergo these types of treatments. And so, um, you know, listen, it doesn't mean if you do it 30 times, you're going to go all the way back to, to the way you were at 18. But the idea is, uh, you know, we're looking at different areas of the face how you can, uh, you know, really help in, improve the uh, the thickness of the skin by stimulating collagen. And interestingly enough, like I said earlier in, earlier in this podcast, is we can take the same type of modality and use it anywhere on the body. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, it's a larger service area. It takes, you know, um, a, it's a longer treatment, but it can cause skin contraction in, in mostly anywhere. Is it going to be as noticeable as it is on the face? Depends. Most likely not as much because, again, a little bit on the face goes a long way, whereas if you've got hanging skin from your arm, it may need to be cut out, but it's a great way to really tighten the skin. Especially, listen, for those of you listeners who are anywhere from 45 to 75 and you have that crepey skin to the neck, it's one of the most difficult things to get rid of, even when we perform a neck lift. Uh, you know, we pull it nice and tight, but the problem is you've already lost the collagen and elastin. So, you know, it's not like you're going to keep your head uh, in a vice. You are going to move and nod and, um, you know, you're slowly going to start re uh, developing some of that crepiness. So one great thing to do is the Morpheus or microneedling or anything to, to thicken that skin. Another go-to favorite of mine, and you mentioned it earlier, is okay. my facelifts. Everybody, except for Fitzpatrick, four, five, and six, uh, darker-skinned individuals. Again, that's uh, you know we're using a scale, Fitzpatrick one to six, and uh, your skin gets darker, darker as the number goes higher. But my favorite is the fractionated CO two laser. Uh, it is just a phenomenal device. Uh, we know a lot about it. It used to, you know, it used to not be fractionated, which means it used to be a straight CO2 laser, carbon dioxide laser. And the chromophore, the target was water. And it would blast the skin uh, and really uh, force collagen stimulation. The problem was it also removed some of the pigmentation. 
So now a fractionated version of that means uh, it, now instead of an, an hitting an entire square, now it's more like a checkerboard. And so the idea is there's less damage and much less chance of losing all pigmentation. And so, um, you know, I visually see the skin tighten in front of me. And one of the best places to use this is the, around the eyes. That thin skin, I can see it just shrink in front of me, especially under the eyes and even uh, the upper eyelids. So that's a great spot. And it's interesting when he says about the old CO2 lasers, um, it really would make people look white. <laughs> and that was a big complication. Funny thing is some people loved it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. um, But the, the you, you always see, you know- But it was some, splotchiness. It was yeah, weird. Yeah, you would just, see these people who are 80 years old who had facelifts, uh, you know, uh, 30, you know, 90 years old, 30, 40 years ago. And you would see a white line all the way along the jawline and the entire face was white, but then the neck would uh, be darker. Absolutely. So just looked a little uh, funny. The, diff- the, the only downside, again, and let's talk about fractionated CO2 laser. Great laser. Um, can we do it in, in an office setting? Yes. Um, can we do a full face, aggressive fractionated CO2 laser without anesthetic? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, most of the time, to really get the results we're looking for, and if you see some of the facelifts that Dr. Lakey does after, um, there's there's a significant amount of redness and swelling for about a week, mm-hmm. sometimes even 10 days. So, I always say, you're going to look like you're in a house fire for a yeah. week. But I do say that... Uh, you know, out of the hundreds I've done, there hasn't been a single person who wishes they wouldn't have done it. Exactly. And it's hands down the gold standard for tightening lower and upper eyelid skin, especially the lower eyelid. When you do a lower um, eyelid surgery where you take the puffiness of the bags under the eyes, um, conventionally years ago, we cut that extra skin out. Now with really good technology, we could just tighten the skin without any incisions. And that's, that's really a go-to with, for the fractionated mm-hmm. CO2. Yeah. In fact, it's very rare now that I make an incision under the eyelid um, and remove that extra skin. Usually what I'll do is make hidden incisions inside the lower lid, remove some of the puffiness under the eyes, and then laser over the top of it. And that tends to uh, work wonders. There is another option. So let's say you are a Fitzpatrick four, five, or six, you know, darker skin or African-American. Um, you know, I would say that uh, a chemical peel is a great option. Sure. You know, a tricyclic acid or something like that, um, you, you know, where you put on for three minutes or less. It also tightens the skin, but it doesn't really have the thermal injury that a laser would. So it tends to be a little bit of high, less hyperpigmentation. doesn't mean it can't happen, and that's why we pre-treat with uh, Triluma. But, um, you know, again, we we tailor our treatments per patient, per skin type. Uh, you know, it's really custom-made. Absolutely. And and with the peels, there's a variety of peel. You know, the, there's a variety of peels. We talked about the Cosmolam peel earlier for, for uh, melasma. There's the, the TCA peels. There's glycolic peels. There's light glycolic peels. There are heavier glycolic peels. There's phenyl. There's crotonine oil. There's a ton of different Jesners. peels. Jesners. We don't use as many peels as we used to in the past because, in my opinion, I do think that our technology um, is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. However... Are there people that come in sometimes and say, hey, listen, that peel works for me. I'm going to stick to it. And you say, hey, we're not going to recreate the wheel today. We'll use exactly what we used before and get the really nice results. Definitely. Hello, beautiful people. To celebrate the launch of Forever Young, we'd like to offer our listeners a special discount on our premium line of skincare products at beverlyhillsmd.com. 
Go to beverlyhillsmd.com and use the promo code foreveryoung20 to get 20% off your first order. That's beverlyhillsmd.com, promo code foreveryoung20. Please share, rate, and review on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be right back after this break. So we've talked about brightening the skin. We've talked about tightening the skin. Now, how about maintaining your skin? And I think it's not just skincare, although we will touch on that, but what can you do? So now, uh, you know, I'm giving you another scenario. We say um, you've got a 55-year-old or 60-year-old patient that comes in, Fitzpatrick, anywhere from one to six. They've already had their facelift or they haven't. They've had a particular treatment or laser or peel or whatnot. What do we do now to preserve the skin, improve the skin, and simply maintain it? Well, it's my favorite. It's called the red carpet special. (laughs) Um, I love using the hydrofacial. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot of different types of facials. And you can just do the old school conventional esthetician who just gives you a facial, who basically cleans your pores and then gives you a nice little hot towel, maybe gives you a little LED light, and you go home. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been using the hydrofacial for years now. And what I like about the hydrofacial is it does two things. It cleans and then it plumps. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you first literally clean the skin with a device that sucks out all the pores. It really kind of cleans you up. Mm -hmm. And then you infuse hyaluronic acid back into the skin to give you that really nice plump look. What I've noticed is over the years, now we do live in Beverly Hills and we are at the Mecca of Hollywood, right before any big award ceremony, any we have patients that come for this because it makes them look rejuvenated. Now, this is something I recommend if people can do once a month. It's phenomenal. It keeps their them hydrated. It keeps their skin looking fresh and clean. It takes about 40 minutes, zero downtime, and you look phenomenal. So my big thing about maintaining what you've had done is do that. Now, at the same time, let's, let's say you come back and you do a hydrofacial and there are a couple tiny little dark spots. Well, our esthetician can just zap that with an IPL, or we could take you into the, to the room for, for a little Pico laser and get rid of those in maintenance as well. Mm-hmm. The one thing that we didn't touch on, and it, you, um, you, know, you made reference to it in the fact of the hydrofacial, is that it forces hyaluronic acid into the skin. And hyaluronic acid can hold a thousand times its weight in water. So that is why uh, adding volume. It's the one thing that we, uh, you know, did not touch on yet. So volume loss as aging occurs, there are several fat pockets in the face, some atrophy at different rates. And that's, and there are tough ligaments that hold things in position. That's why we develop the tear troughs, the nasolabial folds or laugh lines and the creases or jowls uh, we call them labiamental creases or marionette lines and so the goal is really to reinflate what's been lost not to add significant amounts of volume it's really to add little bits of volume in the form of you know normally i would say it, the majority are hyaluronic acids there are a few other products calcium hydroxyapatite we've got you know m- multiple different uh 
you know, options, um, L-polylactic acid. But let's say the majority of fillers are hyaluronic acids. They tend to have the least amount of complications. They can be removed if you don't like them. Um, and so using that principle that it can absorb a thousand times its weight in water, we have one cc syringes. Now, one cc is not a large amount, but we really can correct some of the volume deficiencies in the face just by adding small amounts of volume. And so, you know, one thing that I would say, you know, one of the most common things is people come in and say, oh, you got to fill my laugh lines. Well, that's not really the correct treatment protocol because really what happens, the face, if you, if you hold your hand in front of your face, right in the center, everything falls around that. That's why jowls form. That's why the nasolabia folds form. That's why uh, the tear troughs form because everything kind of falls, uh, you know, around that area. So really what we want to do is fill central and lateral on the outside. So you want to add volume to the center part of the cheek and all the way out to the cheekbone because that's really where you're losing volume. And so, just so think by, about what he's saying. It's kind of like a V. Keep going. Mm-hmm. It's and, exactly like a V. Yep. And that, you, you fill that portion first and you'll see a partial effacement or smoothing of the laugh lines or some of the other lines. One of the simplest ways to think about what what Dr. Lake, you just said, we age like a little, like a a capital A, so it's all going down. And the way you want to fix it is by putting it back up like a V. Mm -hmm. And the way we inject the face is like that too. So if you can build the cheeks up, It'll suspend everything back up. It's it's kind of a simple way to think about it, but that's how that's how we do it. All right. So again, we talked about brightening the skin, tightening the skin, now adding volume. We can go back to maintaining. And you 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 had mentioned uh, the hydrofacial, and I think I agree with you. I think it's just a fantastic thing to use, especially right before an event. Your skin will never look better. It's just, it forces that hydration in the skin. Uh, you'll have that glow and, and you'll probably need less, uh, you know, cover up or uh, foundation and things like that. Perfect for brides, perfect for the mother of the bride, well, perfect for right. anybody who's having any type of event. It really does make you feel, and on top of it, look a lot better. And you know the interesting part, and I know you can attest to this, uh, this is not just for women. This is for men too. You know, long gone are the days where we, you know, age like fine wines. The only reason that's true is because our skin is 40% thicker than females. So it, we just, you know, tend to age at a slower rate because of that fact. It eventually hits us all, but, you know, that's really why in our middle years, uh, we tend to look a, a little bit younger than uh, females can. But so a lot of these procedures, especially over the last year, I would say our practice has probably increased by 300%. Absolutely. You know, and so I think it's everybody who's seen themselves on Zoom says, all right, wait a sec, something needs to be done. Um, but this is where skincare comes into play. Men, women, um, we're looking at maintaining what we have. And what's the earliest age you can start? Well, I don't know if there is a, an, an earliest age, but you know, again, I alluded to it before. I said, listen, we wear sunscreen as babies, so why wouldn't we prevent certain things from happening when we're younger? So is it okay to wear moisturizers? Listen, as long as we're not causing acne, I think once we're out of our post-adolescent years, now we really want to take care of our skin. So what is... You know, again, I can give my opinion on, 
you know, what are the staples? Um, but what do you think you would recommend as far as maintaining your skin? Yeah. And it may just be as simple we'll as keep, washing we'll your face. It, we'll keep it really simple because I keep it really simple. I don't use a lot. Um, I love a skin polish. Um, some sort of exfoliant. Now, I don't mean to, no, I don't, not telling anyone to use this every day. Um, my favorite is our skin polish. I think it's one of the best products we have. Anybody who uses it, 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 it is absolutely amazing. Um, I like using it probably every other day or every third day. Um, I use it on my face, but some people have, you know, have other issues where they use it on their arms or the, they use it on their backs and, and it really does help. So I like an exfoliant and then I like a very mild cleanser. I have both of these in the shower. I use them every morning when I take a shower and then every night before I go to sleep. Um, and I think that's important, especially for women. Okay. Women, listen to me for a sec. The reason you get acne or the reason you get problems is because you don't wash your face properly when you have makeup on. The makeup doesn't cause it. It's when you keep it on overnight. So something to remove makeup that's not really harsh on your skin. Um, alcohol tends to really dry the skin, so watch out. Um, it's a great way to clean the skin, but it does dry the skin. Um, and then I'm pretty simple. I just use a moisturizer and, 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 I'm, and I'm good to go. Um, there's, a, there's a great night, um, nighttime... Uh, eye cream that we have that kind of helps thicken the um, skin under the eyes. Um, and then there's a, another great thing to add to your armamentarium is, is using a vitamin C serum. Um, our dark spot corrector is great. Um, lastly, out of all the stuff that we have and I like to use, the Brighten Titan really does give you a nice glow. I use it during the day. Um, it depends you know, what other people want to use. Now, when you look at a, a skincare line and when you want to formulate one, you make it for the masses. Um, me, on the other hand, I don't use that much. But again, you figure out what works for you. And that's the key. Every single person's a little bit different. So for me to tell you, you have to do my regimen, well, that doesn't make sense. You may have oilier skin. You may have drier skin. You may want to kind of pick up the sag of your, of your neck. Not you, because you know, your, your neck's good. Um, but, but generally speaking, you know, I think you for need now, to individualize now. each person. Um, tell us about your skincare regimen. Yeah, I think, listen, you touched on some great points. And um, re whether you use our line or someone else's, I think, you know, obviously what I'll talk about is outside of using a gentle cleanser and a, a sunscreen because those are paramount. But I do think that three, about the three staples, <laughs> three staples are going to be vitamin C serum, a good moisturizer, and a retinol at night. Those three, I think, are going to be extremely I important. I about that. <laughs> You know, but do we have all kinds of fun things? Yes. One of my favorite products is called Rejuve GH. It's a growth hormone uh, analog. Actually, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, a peptide, which is a very similar to a somatotropin. And, uh, you know, that growth hormone can do amazing things to help thicken the skin. And we call it's really more of a paracrine activity where you put it on and it can affect structures that probably... Uh, are a little further away than what it could be absorbed to. And that's kind of what we're hoping with the uh, Ridge of GH. But I love the texture. It's the silky texture that goes onto the skin. 
And every time I wear it, I think my skin looks better, whether you know it actually does or not. Um, as far as some of the fun things, we have, you know, kind of a stem cell uh, infused serum. It really, it's not necessarily the stem cell aspect; it's the broth that adipose stem cells uh, are, you know, kind of brewed in that contain all the growth factors. And so we use that in our serum, which uh, you know is another thing I love. We have an antioxidant type. Uh, serum that you put on your skin at night. So you have to imagine you go through the day and your skin takes a beating whether you realize it or not. And now again, antioxidants to remove oxygen free radicals. Those are these little scavengers that run throughout that that uh, are, are damaged particles uh, you know, from the sun and environmental exposure that wreak havoc on the body, especially the skin. And so this is something that can help combat that. I agree with you. I think uh, you know, the uh, polish is such a, 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 an important aspect because it is a micro uh, granular size where it feels like silt. There are some products that you put on your face, it feels like you're rubbing gravel, gravel all over it. And, you know, I would say, uh, you know, you should at least use either an enzymatic exfoliator or which we have those as well. That's in our resurface and restore pack or you use a mechanical one. And this is one of the best, I, I would say the best mechanical uh, exfoliator on the market. And use it at least once a week. It's so good, we're sold out. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> I mean, issue. it really is. Um, you know, for those of you who are acne prone, so let's say our listeners are younger and they're still, or you're still developing acne, things like that. Our Resurface and Restore Pack is one of the most amazing little uh, kits. And basically it is... These little peel pads that you put on your face, um, and they contain multiple different acids. So from uh, uh, glycolic, uh, you know, citric acids, you know, some of the natural as well as science-based. And then you put it on, leave it on for uh, two minutes, and you feel your skin tingle, and then you neutralize it with a, a peptide milk. And that alone can help uh, balance some of the bacteria that's on your face. And it also helps enzymatically degrade some of the dead uh, dead cells. So that's something that can easily be used because acne is such a huge problem. And so a lot of it is dietary related. Some of it is, uh, you know, genetic. So um, that's something that can help. So that was my long-winded answer. Nope, there were three perfect. things that were really important. That's vitamin C serum, a good moisturizer, and a retinol at night. But there are so many great things that you can use depending on your skin type. So and, if you have questions, we'll keep, you can email yeah. us. And we'll keep hitting on this stuff over mm-hmm. and over again because we are always developing new products. Um, that's the beautiful part about making your own skincare line. We're constantly evolving. So if there's something that you guys think we don't have or if you want us to formulate something new, we can always look into new stuff. Um, and we, we really are constantly on a weekly basis trying to come up with new solutions to problems, um, especially when it comes to skincare. Uh, the one thing that that I did leave out that's probably one of my favorite products um, is the lip plumper. Now, just a, a, a little bit of this lip gloss will give you a tiny tingling feeling in your lips and give you just enough of a pop where I have lost some patients um, to lip filler 
because of this lip gloss. It really works well and it's temporary. You don't have to get needles. Um, I'm not telling you that I use it personally, uh, <laughs> even though I do have very thin lips. But it's really a fun thing to use. Uh, it's funny because my, my 16 and 18 year old niece love it because um, the last thing they would do is go get lip filler. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a fun way to p- play with some of these skincare um, products and, and make yourself feel and look a lot better. Yeah, listen, I think, um, you know, the important points to take out of this are our little pearls. We we have treatments for any skin type. So regardless of extremely light skin or extremely dark skin, we have options for removing pigment, kind of uh, smoothing out the, the texture of the face, reducing fine lines and wrinkles, creating volume where it's been lost. And then we can set you up with uh, ways to maintain uh, your skin the way you want it to look. And everything's going to be tailored per individual because we're all different. A couple take-home messages before we sign off is, number one, prevention is key. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before. However, if you don't prevent, we're here to fix. Um, when it comes to lasers, always, always, always do a test spot. Um, regardless of who's doing it for you, if you're trying to get pigment removed, do a test spot. Mm-hmm. Come back the following week and do the rest. Make sure that there wasn't an adverse reaction or, and your body didn't really kind of respond to it. Third, always pre-treat if you're doing a laser. Um, we talked about Triluma. Um, each office has their own little, little kind of pre-treatment protocol. The other thing I would add to that is... Um, if you are prone to getting cold sores or, or any type of herpes simplex virus, always take um, your your medication before you have a laser because the laser can actually aggravate it and, and bring it out. Excellent point. I can't hammer that home enough, that last one, which was pre-treat your skin. If you're having microneedling, laser, plasma pen, anything, and you have any pigmentation on your skin, it cannot hurt to pre-treat to just try to eliminate post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation because it's so difficult to get rid of. Very hard. If Once you cause the problem, it's almost harder to get rid of. Um, and, and then lastly, you know, have a good regimen, stick to it. Uh, what I said earlier about wiping off makeup, it's the same thing for men. Um, you know, just clean your face. It's, it's really simple. It, you know, I know we've, we're in this world now, we're constantly washing our hands. Our hands are getting really dry. When you clean your face, it's gonna get dry too. So moisturize after. And then use a nice skincare regimen. You can go super simple or you can make it a little bit more tailored to your needs. Um, but I think, uh, you know, if you've got any other questions, I think we, we told you enough to kind of fill up how to non-invasively keep yourself looking good. Definitely. Well, listen, thanks for uh, listening to us. We hope we are teaching you something. Again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. Listen in on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you soon. Peace. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.